Welcome to Cat Chat. Kansas City, I'm officially in um, to Kansas City. Almost knocked myself out cold on the U-Haul, so that was really cool. Got a big scar in my head now, and um, so that was fun. Did, did, did the thing pull down? Did it, did it hit you? Oh, no, that would have been soft. It was I was stepping off the truck in, 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 a, in a hurry, and the, and the edge caught me, and I was moving, too. Oh. At a moment, you know, you see stars, I'm laying there just like, okay, is there, is there blood? Like, okay, no blood, look I'm alive. Oh, it was bad. It was. You almost need, um, we almost need to make like a WebMD chart of your move. You know, like that silhouette of that guy with his arms and legs out? Yeah, yeah. And then you circle what it got injured. It's like when you put your desk together, you hurt your back, and then you oh. hurt your head. Like Josh's WebMD move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to become an expert. Yeah. But if I look on WebMD and, like, you know, my head hurts, you're dying. You you have leg cancer. But my head hurts. What what has happened? Why am I dying? <laughs> oh, man. When Arsenal loses again and we'll circle your heart. Oh. Thanks a lot for that. There was so much promise. Oh my gosh, there's a ton of promise. Absolutely. And the citizens took it home. I know. I know. It's all right though. You're you're a Man City fan? I thought I thought you're Liverpool. So many times. Liverpool. We've discussed this many times. If I put glasses on, maybe I'll look like Jurgen Klopp. Huh. I look like him now a little bit more. Oh, hey, speaking speaking of of having these discussions, um. I someone else said out of pocket the other day. They said you're gonna be out of pocket, and I didn't correct them. I was like, you know, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> if we've looked, we've googled it. It does not mean what you think it means. Oh, I know it doesn't. Doesn't mean, that, but my number. I'm not the only person who, who thought out of pocket meant, meant that. Yeah. So I'm not saying. People in America say anyways, and it's not a word because there's no S on it. We just like to make things longer and put letters on different words. That, you know, like like, like offsides. Like offsides would be a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. You like S's on things. Your grandma's one. one of the Walmarts. There's only one Walmart, Grandma. That's true. Walmart is, a, yeah, that is a, the, the offside really bothers me. It, it, it's the same people who, who you know, they're offsides and they're they're running a sweeper stopper, um, you know, with a fullback. So, <laughs> but, uh, wing, wing, wing halfback. Wing halfback, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, we uh, got, a, got a fun show. Uh, so, Santi is joining us from Argentina. He's actually with Rush Soccer, but joining us, he'll be joining us from Argentina to talk about mental health he's a mental health a director for rush soccer doing a lot of cool things there joined it is always you know by by the fabulous tyler thompson looking good in white oh you spilled some chocolate on himself right i'm not for it no uh-uh. i would have been good if you did but uh <laughs> too fresh this is uh two of our we got, we got three more episodes including this one so two more episodes and then we go on our summer break let's you know what if 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 Players and teachers get summer breaks. So do Tyler and I. So we will take us. Absolutely. We, we need a break. Um, this is very taxing to us. So um, but we're going to get going. And then, uh, but this, uh, this is the, this is Capchat. You're listening to Capchat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is 
is CapChat. All right, here we go, here we go. So we, we're let's Tyler, let's good things happening next next time on, on the show. We're talking about um, totally blank out on the topic is actually your topic. Um, what ID camps to look for. And then we're then from there, we're going to talk about going into what should you be doing over the summer. And then we take our break and then we'll head into season four. So we're going to be in season three. But um, so Tyler, you done with your spring season, my friend? We've lasted longer than Ted Lasso. Um, ah, yeah. Yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're graduated, Josh. Uh, the kids are gone. I was at registration day today for the new newbies. So that's why I, I, I wore something nicer than you. That's your nice. Are you are you wearing shorts or do you wear khakis or are you are you are you one of those guys? I'm not gonna dress up that much. It's just okay. registration. Yeah, but do, do, are you one of the guys that wear a polo with soccer shorts? Never in a million years. Okay, thank you. That that to me is like you're you're kind of it's like it's like I'm wearing the suit and tie and white Nikes. Like you are so close. Just put dress shoes on. Like. Uh, yeah, but- but that that kind of style now for the you well, know, I mean, like old school. I'm in old school Nikes, like the. Uh, I mean, I should say like white New Balances, Velcro New Balance, or something. Not the not the trendy ones. Oh, not the, Velcro, yeah, yeah, Velcro yeah. New Balance. Would yeah, be good yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you see that a lot. It's like just just put a nice pair of shorts on. It's not much, or just put a nice pair of shorts on and a t-shirt. Like it's not much. Yeah, you can keep those uh, soccer shorts on and just put like a dry fit shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're you, you but you were you coaching polos though. Right? I know we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. do too. I do too. Yeah. I'm one of the few people I think, but I think it's game day. You gotta look nice. I think it's the whole attitude. And the, the the players are wearing something different. Mm-hmm. Coaches are wearing something oh. different. Parents are getting drunk. I mean, it's just everyone acts different. Mm-hmm. Mine's a superstition thing, actually, Josh. So if I if I like dress up and look nice and we lose, then I'll scrub out the next game. Uh, and then if we win when I'm scrubbed out, then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep wearing like you know a t-shirt and sweatpants until we lose, and then I'll switch it back. I'll give you it's that. More of a mojo thing for me. I'll give you that. No, I am super because oh, I, I if we lose because people, some people, I have a lot of different shoes, and uh, if we win, I will wear the same shoes again. If we lose, I, I, I like yeah. That, yeah, yeah, so, but same like same that. same concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. that's good. Yeah. So there's 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 some of that. Don't put there. that in my head. I'm already messed up enough, so I don't need that <laughs> more thing. Yeah, but see, you mix match brands though, so you're you're a little better than I. Like I, I can't do that. I'm too neurotic. So I have a lot of things where it's probably all the times I hit my head. I can't. If I'm wearing Capelli, it's all Capelli. If I'm wearing Nike, it's all Nike. There's there's no mixing. Now soccer shoes are a little different because cleats are very specific. So I would like I don't. I'm not a huge. I'm not the biggest fan of. of of adidas shoes anymore so i would be okay with my capelli socks and, and adidas shoes because i and i don't i don't like capelli soccer shoes so, so, you're, so you're only anal three-fourths of the way <laughs> yeah but i think shoes are di- i just feel like soccer shoes are different that's a very unique sure, sure i get criticism from our lacrosse coaches like all under armor or all nike depending on the day or all whatever and i just don't care it, as long as the colors match is good with me yeah, I, I see you. And sometimes I walk, you see me kind of walking away from you slowly because you have eight different brands on. <laughs> well, hey, let's, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, say hi, hi to uh, Ruthie here. Let me see what she says. I tend to think of myself as a one man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. 
It's time for Tyler's Trends. Oh man, it's been a long time, Ruthie, my friend in England. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I kind of have a two trends in one. Maybe oh. I'll save one. Let's focus on one trend. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and this is Oof. one that I want to take up the whole show. Uh, Josh and I have had uh, many, many uh, discussions, arguments, um, a lot of talk about this one topic, uh, and that is music in highlight videos. Oh. I'm sending out a highlight video, uh, and this isn't to tell you you should or should not have music. Okay, what I've noticed, Josh, and this is with uh, so part of my job uh, with the Cat Plus program is to evaluate videos before they're sent to college coaches, um, and and. Actually, I think that our players at Rush have done a really good job of checks and balances before they're actually sending these out. But one trend that I've noticed that I'd really like to curtail as much as possible before it continues to happen is if you're not a very fast player and you put music in that's not very fast music, you've created a really poor illusion for the speed of play Mm. and your physical speed when college coaches watch it back. Um, and, and I have had it now, um, in the last two weeks, one each gender, right? The first one was a a female player from Colorado sent me it and I'm about a minute and 10 seconds in and I I'm watching this and I'm like, something's wrong. And I, and I'm, I'm watching it objectively, not in like, I'm going to recruit this kid since, and I'm like, something's wrong. This player, something's going wrong here. And then I just, I just kind of stepped back and listened and the music was very, I, talk, I talked to her about it. I said, the music is the way I would describe it, is very pedestrian. Okay, I feel like you're just walking around the pitch. I said, do me a favor. Thank you. That's what I was going to go for. Thank you. I said, send this back to me and just increase the speed of the music. And she she writes back in the email. And she says, oh, I, you know, my dad chose that song. I don't know what he was thinking. And so they sent it back. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, she seemed faster when the music was just a little bit more upbeat. Uh, and it made me a little bit more interested in the highlight video than I was before. It, it made a change. It was a difference. And then it happened with the – Wisconsin player, a, a boys player recently too. And it, his was slow, but also weird. Um, weird. Like I'm okay with house music, but like there's some weird house music. So just be yeah. careful. And so I even said like, A, it's kind of slow. B, like, why did you pick this? Are you married to this style of music or something? Like let's change it up. Uh, he didn't get back to me because that's a boy for you. But uh, yeah, he's probably, he's pretty, he's probably mad. <laughs> he, probably, but, he took it personal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he probably wrote the song. Well, so so I, Tyler, I, I thousand percent agree with you. And I think I think this is why. You know, obviously, this is we keep we continue to talk about it because I do think it's important. But also, though, I think that we sometimes this is why I, I kind of sometimes stick with my my thought processes. No music is better than the wrong music. Do, do you agree with that or disagree? Agree. So. It's really hard to, to be able to get the right music, I think. I think it's harder for kids to get the right music. I, I think more often they may choose the wrong um, than the right. So um, not making excuses for them, but that it, it. So if you don't know and you don't have someone to, to check it, like obviously that's great. They're, they're emailing you, things like that. And obviously with with when you use the ones in house that we make, we're, they're going to be 
good music. But um, mm -hmm. so I, I think the, the the moral of the story is is send it to your your cap director and and before you send it out to coaches. I mean, that's what they're there for. That's what Tyler gets to do. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the, the the moral of the story. But my goodness, yeah, it it hadn't it had not been a constant problem. And I've probably watched like a. a you know, 50 videos in the last, whatever, several months, but this just kind of recent, uh, you know, of, of, of things. So I just want to make sure we're getting ahead of it in our advice that we provide. Yeah. Well, good. I, I like that. I like that. So, well, Tyler's trend, Tyler's always on point. There's a teaser for next week for part two of Tyler's trends. Um, Maybe it has to do with highlight videos. Ba -da -ba -da -da -da. All right, so let's. Um, we were thinking the same thing. So we're going to bring on Santi here from Argentina. Hello, everybody. Wow, I can't believe I'm here. You get your own music? Here we go. Here it is. Wait for it, Tyler. Is this the Vida? Dude, it's kind of like. This is my soft point, dude. This brought Santi to tears in his intro. I need a little man. You know, the funny thing is, I, I was. I was Googling Argentina music, and I was going to get, like, the World Cup one, and this is the first one to come up. I'm like, this is That's much better. <laughs> the first one that came up. I loved it. Better. <laughs> loved it. Very good. Thanks, man. Very touching. Yeah. Sanji, welcome, man. So, Sanji is with the uh, Rush Soccer Development team that also helps with highlight videos and then uh, is the mental health uh, director for Rush Soccer and does all kinds of different things. And, um, yes. and so, obviously, it's a hot topic, but... Um, uh, I'll let Santi start. Kind of, I guess. What, what is your role, and what are you what are you doing with with Rush Soccer? Okay, so first of all, thanks uh, for inviting me. Second, what I do is we put together um, three different kind of products, right? So you can you can have these mental health workshops with uh, with your club or with your teams, or you can have individual sessions, right? So. Whatever's going on in your mind or if you're, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you feel like you're not performing well, you can just reach out to us and we get together. We have a couple of conversations. We do some exercises and then um, we see what, what's going on and what else we can do, right? It's, so it's a whole process of, of, you know, gaining this mental toughness for the game. So you use, I think, mental health. Sometimes people confuse mental health with some, I'm sad, I'm depressed, you know, but I think what you said, mental toughness, um, I, I'm going to give it, I'll give an example just because we worked with the goalkeeper, Sam, and we're, we're putting that out and shortly, but it's, you know, hers one's an, I, I'm, she's mental. She's, you know, goalkeeper was a tough position. Um, and, and you worked with her on just how do you get through some of those moments when they score on you, or you may, you go from a big time save to getting a goal that's upper 90 unsavable, but still in your head, you're like, I gave up a goal. So I think that's, I mean, I, w I sometimes wish there's a different word for for the mental health. Maybe it's the mental toughness because I, I do think they're different. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you're the you're the expert there, but um... well, when we talk about mental toughness, you know, we, we kind of relate it more to sports. But but in the end, if you're mentally healthy, it's all correlated, 
it's not like you can separate things. It's like it's all part of the same thing, right? Because the, the tools we teach, it's not just for goalkeeping or, or, or scoring goals. It's for life in general. It's for school. It's for having difficult conversations. If you need to talk to, to your boss or apply to, to college, if you're nervous, you have to sit for an exam. All these tools you learn apply to the different aspects of life, to your mental health or in sports, to your mental toughness. So they're different, but, you know, they're kind of like the same. Tyler, what are you guys seeing at the collegiate level on on this on this conversation? Um, of, of do you guys have someone on staff? Do you, do you do you consult with your team, or what is what are you guys seeing from your, from your side on that? Yeah, I mean, we we do have a school psychologist or counselor, but you know, I'll be honest that that person is is overwhelmed with activity, right, and 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 meetings and and whatnot, and and things that that she's doing all the time. Um, one question I think that that's really on my mind or, or, you know, I think at a college and even in a societal sense, I think that right now we're doing a great job of uh, recognizing or identifying uh, our mental health days or moments. Um, but I, I unfortunately, I feel like the athletes I'm dealing with, like they feel like that's that's all there is. And, and that they should pat themselves on the back because they've identified that they're not having a great mental health day. And, and, and that's it. They've done it. They've really, and I'm like, well, that's, that's only the first step. The, the second step is being able to manage it. And so I feel like for our team in particular, and maybe some other college teams out there, I think that's the step that we're really trying to, to get towards and work towards. Um, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, identification versus management. Um, you know, what first comes to my mind is it, it's it's not about moments and it's not about days. It's about a way of living, right? Because an easy an easy example is if you eat healthy every day, that's a way of living, and that will most likely bring a lot of benefits to you. Same thing with mental health. It's not like, okay, it's Monday, so it's my meditation day. It's about bringing all these senses into your life daily. Once you start working on them and practicing them, you're like, this is part of my life. And it, I'm not making an effort to do this. It's part of mm -hmm. who I am right now. Why? Because I feel different, because I act different, because things magically start changing. I'm suddenly more lucky or, or things turn around differently. So it's not about Monday and Wednesday mental health. It's about a way of life. And it's pretty simple. It's, it's, there's no secret behind it. It's about learning it and it's about practicing it. And it's about the experience, which the experience is something that is unique to each and every one of us. You know, that's when the whole different, um, aspects come along, right? Because I can teach you guys an exercise right now, but if you guys experience it, it, it it's going to be different than if you just, you know, pay attention or listen to me or watch a video on YouTube. It's about going through your own experience, your own experience and saying, hey, this is useful for me in this and that and, and those sort of ways. So much, I mean, much like players and athletes are training every day. So you're, you're, you're yeah. training, you're studying, mental health becomes part of your life. I loved your analogy of a diet. You're right. Like, I, I better, yeah, yeah I, I can't, I can't eat cheese. You know, I can't eat, you know, <laughs> cake six days a week. Like on Sundays, my diet day, like this is, you know, so for you, it's, so it's practicing 
the mental health on a, on a, on a daily basis and just kind of getting at that your mindset. Is that that's correct? Yeah. There's like, uh, I don't, I don't know how to call it, but there's like this, this moment when you kind of like break through and you stop thinking about, Oh, I need to sit down and do this. And it's, it incorporates in your life and in your everyday routine. Right. I do it all the times and I play basketball. I play soccer. Uh, I need to sit for exams. And I'm doing all these exercises like automatically and things are different. It's different from what I used to be. And it's because it, our mind works in a pretty simple way. The thing is, there are other things that, you know, bother us all the time, like being anxious and stuff like that or stress or the general society. But our mind needs, for example, positive thoughts, right? It's that easy. We need to feed our mind with positive thoughts. Okay, so how do we do that? I don't know. We think about uh, something positive, whatever it is. And then we visualize it, right? And then we repeat that. And when, then we repeat that. Does that mean, for example, that if I visualize scoring goals, I will score goals no matter what happens? No, it means that I will have different resources when that time comes to act differently because my mind was already there. Okay, so does this work if I do it before the game, 30 minutes before the game? My, maybe. But if you do it every day, of course, it will be different. It's, again, it's like eating healthy. It's like running laps. The more you run, the, the better you eat, the more resources you will have. That doesn't mean you won't fail. It means you will have more resources or better resources. When when you meet, oh, sorry, Tyler, go ahead. I saw you getting it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So so when what what if uh, at what point you know is someone supposed to recognize that you know this this is happening too frequently? Um, you know, versus, uh, you know, occasional, you know, bad mental health day. Uh, is there, is there something or is there a timeline or a frequency that you're like, okay, this, this may be, you know, something more medically, uh, induced. Um, there like an important parameter would be your life quality. If you, if you understand your life quality is different, or if you want to change your life quality, well, that's a, pretty good starting point. It's like, hey, I would like these things to be different. I don't know how to do it because most of the times we don't know how to do it. But if you can recognize that moment, like, hey, this could be different. This should be different. That's it. That's it. That small point is like, now I need to do something different. It, is it as simple as every time if I, if I make a bad pass, I hang my head and sigh? Like, are those the simple things that they that you say, okay, let's let's fix that. Because I mean, that's a, I mean, obviously that's a big moment in the game. But are those simple triggers that that you say, okay, we can let, let let's let's redirect your focus and let's and let's fix that moving forward, so that when you make a bad pass, you just pick it up and keep going. Because it's easy for us to say, come on, Johnny, it's okay, bad pass. But in Johnny's head, it, it's in the world. Are, are those yeah. things that that you're working with on him on? Definitely, definitely, and it's it's about. Sitting with little Johnny and saying, hey, let's have a conversation. Most of the time it's about having a conversation, knowing how they feel, what they feel, what, how they are relating mistakes. Because we all know that mistakes will happen, right? There's no way to play the game if the mistakes don't happen. But the thing is, we have a lot of affection and emotions related to the concept of mistakes, right? So that's what we need to talk about. That's what I need to understand what a mistake means to you because a mistake to me doesn't mean the same thing to you and, and it goes on with the rest of the players so another thing that i just thought about it's maybe it's not just about whenever i feel bad i'm going to start working on my mental health it's 
I'm just going to try to see what, what, what it's about. Because I've heard or I read or someone told me that has a lot of benefit sides of it. So I'm just going to try it. There's nothing wrong with just trying it. Like, hey, I'm going to try meditation. I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to try it. There's no harm in these sort of things. Only only good could come out of it. You may say meditation didn't quite work for me, but it wasn't like it set you back 20 years. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, these things take time, right? It's like, how do I know that, for example, meditation doesn't work for me? Well, I did it three, four, five times. Well, there's a different time frame because the mind works differently. It doesn't work chronologically, right? Chronologically would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The mind works logically. It has its own time frame, right? So maybe the effects of meditation for Josh would be in six months. Maybe for Santi would be in a year. Maybe for Tyler would be in three days, right? Because honestly, it's, I mean, everyone says this, but it's true. We're all different. Even though we're alike, we're all different. What what advice would you give? Um, Boys, leave the dogs understand, outside. Understanding the difference. You got it, Josh? I thought I muted it. Sorry. Summer break. <laughs> the dogs are in the house. They're barking. There are a lot of I, people I, that I, work with dogs. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> uh, so... Talk about the different mental approach to to training versus uh, a game, in your opinion, because uh, you probably heard you probably have all known players, seen players. I mean, I think I, I have one now that you know does really well in training, um, but is unable to replicate the same way they play in training mm-hmm. in a game. Um, and so what hurdles do you think that player is going through or, or what are those differences mentally? Well, I believe the difference is very clear and it's very, you know, small, but at the same time, it's huge. It's about who's going to be there watching him or what does mm. it mean to perform for someone else watching, right? Because probably when we're training, it's just me and my, my teammates and the coach and I know these guys, nothing's really going to go wrong with this. But when I'm in the game, there's a lot of people watching me probably. So that's that's when you need to talk and understand what's going on in the player's mind, right? So it's not, okay, I'm anxious because, I don't know, I have, um, I can't breathe very good. Yeah, that's probably happening, but why? So you need to understand the why behind that because that doesn't happen when, when you're training. That doesn't happen when you're running laps. It happens when I'm at the game. So it's, it's as simple as let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation with someone different because we have mom, we have dad, we have friends, we have the coach. And they all listen to us. But if you have someone who is, you know, kind of, kind of outside, but still understands the thing, the result will be different. Because the way you feel with that person, with the mental health coach, for example, will be different. The, 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 the confidentiality behind that is different. So you can, you're able to say whatever you want to say and be like, you know what the actual truth is? I'm scared to play. I'm just scared to play. Most of the times it's about being afraid because that is one of our basic emotions, right? Suddenly I'm afraid to play soccer. Why? I don't know. It's very hard for me to admit this. I can't admit this to the coach. No way. I can't tell this to mom and dad. Yeah. How can can I tell someone that I'm afraid to play soccer when I, you know, go around saying that's what I most love in life and I want to go pro. I can't tell anyone I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. So I just get out there and do the things however I can. Sunday, you... You make it sound very simple, 
you know, when a player like Tyler said, you know, when a player is struggling, when, do you find that when you sit down with a player and, and you know, someone else, different voices, I mean, I was just to take you is, is, do you find that most players figured out pretty quick of, of what they're afraid of? Like, is that, okay. It, it takes, you know, there's like a couple of barriers that you need to break, right? When you sit down with a player, they always think they're under a test, right? So I, if I ask simple questions like, why do you play? It's like, oh, because I want to go pro because I want to, I don't know, I want to succeed in life. And, you know, it's like an automatic response that they always give. So maybe you ask again or you ask differently and they're like, okay, they start thinking, they start connect, connecting. Or you ask them, don't, don't answer the question from what you think, but from what you feel. So that's, you know, kind of, kind of a complicated question. So they start like, you know, thinking, thinking differently. And th then they say something like, well, maybe I'm afraid, or maybe I don't really like to play the game. Maybe I play because my dad used to play, my mom used to play, because it's a way of going to college, because everyone in my family does it. So then the approach is different. But players, people in general, know what's, what, what's going on in their lives. They're pretty much afraid to admit it if the environment is not the right one. Hmm. When, when you meet with a team, hmm. what is, what, what's different meeting with a team than meeting individually? I mean, beyond the number of people. Yeah. But. Well, it's a totally different approach. So first you talk with the coaches and they're like, okay, what do you guys want to talk about? We can talk about anxiety. We can talk about pressure. We can talk about self-esteem. Um, sometimes they're like, I don't know, whatever, whatever you think is, is right. And you start like mm, talking about different concepts, but at the same time, trying to co-create meaning with the kids, with the players, right? So what does anxiety mean to you guys? So, you know, they, they answer. We try to co-create an answer. And then we do a couple of exercises and... And that's pretty much it. It's kind of like a class where we, where we interact. An indiv uh, individual session, it's more about you and me and what's going on. It, it seems like we're going to be talking about anxiety. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're going to be talking about, I don't know, the pressure you feel when you can't score a goal. So let, let me ask you this question, too. I'm not, I'm just, do you think that... Um, athletes or younger people today confuse emotion with mental health. Um, and I, I can give you a specific example. You know, oh, I, I had a player approach me, you know, they said they needed a mental health day. And I said, you know, is everything okay? Why? Uh, well, you know, I got dumped by my boyfriend. Okay. Well, you know, so you're emotionally not feeling the best. Okay. Is that something that, that we should be equipping our kids to deal with, or should we be giving them the path of like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't train today. How do we, uh, you know, as coaches manage that? First of all, it's, it's interesting. What I would like to understand, you guys give out like mental health days. That's a concept. Uh, I don't, but yes, that is a concept within coaching at the college ranks right now where coaches do give out mental health days per season or whatever it might be well in, in general and maybe add to this too is is if someone's saying i'm having mental health issues there's correct me if i'm wrong Chad, there's really no question in it like in your mind you i mean you may say yeah, is it really did you stub your toe but i mean there's no question is is that is that the truth is that your school title or do you mean i i 
I would say generally that is a it is a sensitive area that you need to make sure you handle properly. I don't think it's a bad thing for a coach to <laughs> ask if they're okay and and what yeah. happened. I think that 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 which would be a proper natural uh, communication response. Hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's not something where you're like, no, you're not having it. That's the end of the story. Like that could get you in yeah. trouble. Sure. It's, it's interesting for me that there's like a concept. Therefore, there's kind of an etiquette. Right. So little Johnny is having a mental health day. Like I'm raising my hands. I'm sick slash I'm having a mental health day. That's, I don't know how that works. It's interesting. Um, from my point of view, I, I wouldn't label it right. Mental health should be an area where anyone can like just reach out and say like, Hey, I need to do this or that. I need to have a conversation, but the more etiquettes we put to these things, the harder it is. And of course, a lot of things get confused, right? So answering your question, um, of course. So so whatever negative things or emotions or, or whatever happens to you, it will affect your whole day or your whole life for sure. I mean, and differently, maybe I get, get dumped, but I get motivated because of that. Maybe you get dumped and that's like, I need to be at home yeah. sleeping or crying. And that's fine as well. Because it's, it's the whole body involved, right? So it's my body and my emotions. I actually need to cry. And then there's my mind. I need to process this, this, this thing that's going on. Hmm. So let's talk the broader picture, let's say, of, of the mental health. And, you know, you look at schools, look at colleges. And I'll just take a smaller school. Tyler's a good example, Culver Stockton, a, a smaller private school. Um, that they have an athletic trainer. So you stub your t you hurt yourself, you know who to go to. Um, you, they have academic advisors. I'm struggling in class, they know who to go to. If I'm struggling taking a shot, I know who to go to. Um, I, I, I'm not, I struggled to pay my bills, I knew who to go to. And, but there's like Tyler said, there's, there's a counselor and she's overworked. How, how important and, and what is your, on the broad scale to say every athletic department should be striving to have a mental health coordinator on, on, on staff. Is, is that something that I know maybe in your dream, but is, I feel like that's, it's becoming so important that you got five athletic trainers, but no one to deal with the mental health aspect of it. And you're dealing with no offense yeah. to Tyler or myself. You're dealing with these issues. Like my girl, my, my, my boyfriend dumped me. Am I, am I this? And you're going, okay, how serious is this? I, I don't, I'm not equipped to deal with this. Um, yeah. So um, I think it's vital. It's definitely vital. I mean, 100% necessary. The thing is that it can't be measured that way, that much, right? So if, if you have, uh, I don't know if your toe hurts, you can probably measure that because it's, you know, you can see it. But how can you measure someone feeling not that well, right? So maybe that's why there isn't still enough consciousness about the importance of having someone like this on staff, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, because you guys know, we, we perform according to how we feel and how we think and what's going on in our mind, right? doesn't matter. You could be the best player ever, but if you're not feeling well, you're going to have a bad, a bad game, a bad day, right? It's as simple as that. But how many students do you think aren't, asking for help because they don't know who to ask the help from, you know, and, and maybe this is a, a male thing. I don't know. You don't want to go tell your coach, Hey, my girlfriend dumped me. 
I'm struggling today or my aunt died because, you know, the, the theory is guys are tough. And is your, are your teammates going to make fun of you? Is your coach going to make fun of you? Is it going to hurt this? And so if there was someone that's just there that they could privately, confidentially go in and talk to with no fear. And I'm not saying a coach would bench you, but in your mind, that's got to be a fear. Like, coach, I just got dumped. Wuss. And then I don't play the next game. You know, so maybe just having someone there just to say, this is who you talk to. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be a safe environment. It has to be a place where you can go and, you know, if nothing will happen. We'll just stay in those four walls. And then you go back out there and say, I'm feeling better. I can play better. I can do things different. Because, yeah. you know, our mind works in a way that we fantasize a lot, right? We fantasize with things being tremendously horrible and when they're probably this, this small, right? So, of course, we need someone out there just to, to listen to us. It's not like, okay, a sports psychology is trained in different ways, so he's going to listen to you and he's going to answer differently, right? There's a whole theory behind it. But for you, it's like, hey, I just went out there. I had a 10 minutes conversation. Yeah, I just feel better. And, yeah, Josh, I think it's a challenge to, to coaches to – make sure we're creating that safe space that Santi talked about and, and being open to everyone's uh, thoughts and emotions and, and being accepting to the different ways that people feel uh, and being able as a coach to, to manage that, but remain objective in our approach to who they are as a player and being able to separate the two as well. I definitely, sorry, I definitely think it shouldn't be the coach. I mean, doing it a hundred percent, right? Because the coach has so many things on, on, on their mind, right? So maybe it's like someone else and then come back. Uh, of course, the, the, the coach has to be, you know, caring and stuff like that. But like the specific things, it would probably be better to kind of solve them somewhere else and then go, come back to the, to the team. Of course, there's a lot of limitations like budget and stuff like that. But because mm-hmm. yeah. what, what Josh, Josh said, if I tell the coach this, he's probably going to bench me. In reality, like you said, our mind goes negative right away. In reality, the coach may say, hey, Tyler, thanks for coming to talk to me, man. I really appreciate it. And and it could be a really positive thing, but there's always in your head, what if it goes bad? And I'll just keep it to myself. I'm going to bury this. I'm going to keep going. The next thing you know, you may not be playing anyways because you didn't deal with your what's in your head. What was the thing you... What was the thing you had Sam do? You had was a reset phrase. I want to ask you about that. I don't want to give away all your courses, but it was a reset uh, phrase, I think. Is that what it was? The more these, the more these things get out there, probably people will, will reach out for help in any sense, and that's better for society in general. Um, it's it's a mantra exercise, right? So what we try to do is create a special meaning to you in a short sentence that you repeat to yourself, right? And that goes, there's a, there's a whole process to that, right? So for example, if I'm afraid of something, we need to talk about my fears and stuff like that and why I'm afraid, since when I'm afraid, and we end up creating this short mantra um, that we repeat to ourselves. And it's different for each of us and it has a whole different meaning for each of us, right? And it's, of course it's private and, and it helps you go through those moments because that short sentence that short sent, uh, statement, for example, I don't know, I can do it, right? If you have in your mind that I can do it, it's probably because you worked on all these things that 
made you feel or think like you couldn't do it, right? So you process that and all those things are tied to an emotion that's summarized to, I can do it. So that I can do it for Santi means the whole world. For Josh Pauly, it means nothing. But to me, it means the whole world because I, you know, there, there's like, like uh, an onion and we peeled off all these layers of I can't do it. And suddenly I'm like, I can do it. And this I can do it has all these layers of the onion, you know, in the garbage can, because now I can do it. So I repeat that to myself. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Whenever I'm feeling like overwhelmed or have all these um, ruminant thoughts, that's what the whole mantra exercise is about. Hmm. I like that. There's a third time I've heard you talk about it. And I, and I, and I love, I just, I really like it. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. Um, and again, I'm sorry, it's about experiencing it, right? Because I just explained to you how it works. You can Google it, how it works. But if you don't go through the process, you'll be like, ah, this doesn't work. Yeah. If you take time, it's going to be like, yeah, it's pr probably not for me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, where do people, you know, how do people get in touch with you? They want to set up a session with, you know, coaches, individuals. As I can personally attest, um, you know, you worked with a goalkeeper of Missouri. We, we, she gave us consent because we're putting together like a, a 30 for 30 type thing. But so she absolutely loved it and was was very, very surprised how much it helped her. She knew as a goalkeeper, as every goalkeeper, I think, does when you get scored on, it messes with you. But yeah. She was very surprised, and it was a very good response. So you did some, you did some great things, and I, I, I encourage everyone to sit down and 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 chat with you and work through things because, like she said, it helped her. You know, she had her mantra. I can't remember what hers was, but but she uses it for tests. She uses it um, in life. She uses it, you know, before she goes to prop. Like it was just a, a all encompassing thing that that was very very helpful for her. And I just talked to her for fifteen minutes. You know, so just to see her excitement of what it was. So um, there's your there's your promo for you. But where, where do kids and, or, or teams and what's the process for them to, to, to chat with you? Well, you can visit our website, which is uh, rushsoccerdevelopment.com. And you can, um, you, can, you, know, you can chat with us from there. Or you can okay. Then I can set up individual sessions. I can set up team sessions. And uh, I, I, I see you do a lot of team stuff. I've actually watched some of your... The stuff that you post for the teams, and I think I think it's incredibly valuable um, you know, for for any for any jobs. You know, so. Um. <laughs>